is coming up now on Established in the Faith. A reprobate mind is a mind that doesn't think right, a mind that don't work right. Stupid decisions are made. We look at the television set and we see our leaders in Washington making one stupid decision right after the other. You're like, what in the world are they thinking? neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. John. John chapter 9, move down if you will to verse 6. When he had thus spoken, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. And this morning, as we continue with the series of the sevenfold purpose of Christ, taken from Luke chapter 4, verse 18. We want to take a look at the recovering of the sight to the blind. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And as I said, we want to deal with that particular portion today, recovering of sight, to the blind. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice right now. Lord, there are many needs. You're acquainted with Your creation and You know all things. And Lord, right now, as we attempt to try to minister Your Word today, I ask for the anointing of Your Spirit to rest upon me. Lord, to take these words to the hearts of your people, anoint them, Lord, to hear, to receive of your word. May the needs be met today. May your people be drawn closer to you. And Lord, we're careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. On this particular Sabbath day, Jesus is teaching in the temple No doubt hundreds of people are sitting there listening to him. And he makes a statement and upsets a number of the people there in the temple that day. And his statement was this. It's found in John chapter 8 and verse 31. He said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. 
And I want you to look at that. I don't know where people get the idea that they can accept Christ and it's a one-time ordeal and then they think that they're all right with God and not continue in this Word. Now, I know that there are some who will disagree with what I've just said, but that's not my words. Those are the words of Christ. He said, if you continue. In other words, it is an ongoing thing in your life. You must continue. When you got saved, whenever it was, that was one thing. But you must continue in His Word. And he said, then you will be my disciples indeed. And then he went on to say this. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, Jesus struck fire when he uttered those words that day. Mainly the leaders there in the temple that day. And they interrupted his message, and said, We be Abraham's seed. We've not been in bondage to any man. They lied because they had been in bondage to Egypt. They had been in bondage to Assyria. They had been in bondage to Babylon. And even at that particular time they were in bondage to the Roman Empire. They lied. And the conversation continues between Christ and those who interrupted the service. And Jesus finally just let down the gospel plow and he told it just like it was. You are of your father the devil. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of it. And boy, when he uttered those words, they got so mad and they would have stoned him. But he slipped through their midst and he left the temple. The Bible says that as he passed by, he saw this man who was blind from his birth. I've wondered which would be worse, having your sight for many years and then for whatever reason you lose your vision, which could be worse, that particular situation or having been born blind? And a lot of people that I pose that question to would say, oh, that's just awful, the, the thoughts of such a thing, losing my sight and having it for many years, the emotional trauma of that and having to come the grips of such a life change. Not being able to see anymore. But this man here was born blind. And I want you to slip on his shoes for just a few minutes. 
And I, I want to try to get you to see something today. I want you to understand something today. This man was born blind. His understanding and his knowledge of things would be so affected. People around him would talk about how beautiful the flowers were and their colors, but he had nothing to relate to because he had never seen a flower. He had never seen the color red or the color blue or purple. The only color he knew was black. People would talk about how beautiful the trees were. The sunset. He had no idea what they were talking about. But God forbid, if any one of us in this room or any one of you listening by radio today, you were to lose your sight and people were to talk about these things, you've got something to relate to because you have seen these things. But this man had no vision and his knowledge was skewed. It corrupted his entire life. His entire understanding of things was corrupt. And this man who was born blind typifies the entirety of the human race that is born spiritually blind. Man's knowledge of God is skewed. To many, God is just a swear word. To many, God is the big boy in the sky, the man upstairs. No reverence. No fear of God. Because man is born spiritually blind. And when Jesus said... In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, I've come for the recovering of the sight of the blind. He was talking about not only in a physical sense, as bad as that is, but he was talking about spiritually. There may be some listening to me by radio this morning, you are blind for whatever reason. I'm talking about physically blind. But you can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and still be saved and see Him face to face one day. But for those who are spiritually blind, the only thing they will see is the darkness of hell. And they will feel and experience those flames. This man that was born blind. He typifies the human race that's born spiritually blind. And because of that, our understanding of things is not as it ought to be. Man does not understand God. If he understood God, he'd want God in everything he did. But our nation wants nothing to do with God. We do not want to retain God in our knowledge. Dana, if you will, go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Let's pick it up at verse 21. The Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, 
wrote these words and said, Romans 1 verse 21, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Let me tell you this. You can have more degrees than a thermometer. But a man that does not know his Bible is not educated. I don't care how much education you have. When you stand before God one day, those degrees will count for nothing. The only thing that's going to matter in that day is what is written in this Bible that I hold in my hands. This is what you will be held accountable Four. Paul went on to say, Romans 1 verse 23, And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. We've seen that take place in our educational institutions as it pertains to evolution. Most of those graduating today from high school, from college. They believe in evolution. Most of the professors, I'm talking about some of the most intelligent people in the world, they believe the monkey, that man came from monkeys. Fifty percent of those who are Christians now that go into a secular college 50% of them when they come out three to four years later they renounce their faith I want you to hear what I'm telling you today and they believe the monkey hair, head, tail, hide and all were constantly bringing God down to man's level and now they brought him down to the level of a monkey Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. The idea today is just live it up. There is no God. If it feels good, do it. Paul went on to say, verse 26, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. When you reject God, when you reject the God of the Bible... It's an ever-downward spiral. It deteriorates in the homosexuality and lesbianism. And now our country has legalized same-sex 
marriage. Where does it stop? When you leave this book, you're in trouble. Verse 28, Paul said, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A reprobate mind is a mind that doesn't think right. A mind that don't work right. Stupid decisions are made. We, we look at the television set and we see our leaders in Washington making one stupid decision right after the other. And you're like, what in the world are they thinking? We are so messed up in this nation today, we don't even know what bathroom to go into anymore. I heard some of them talking about the other day, talking about the religion of Islam. Oh, it's just another peaceful religion. Peaceful. Every time you turn around, one of them's got a bomb on their back walking in, killing people. Peaceful religion. Their minds are twisted. They're blind. They can't see as they ought. Now, I know that not all... Muslims are murderers. But do understand this. They're all taught from the same book. The Quran. And the Quran teaches to do such as that. Alright, let me move on. Verse 29. Being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Disobedient to parents could also be interpreted disobedience to authority. Just yesterday I heard where six police officers in different states were shot. Disobedience to authority. Paul went on to say, verse 31, without understanding covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do they the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. That, ladies and gentlemen, is an apt description of our nation today. If you want to know why our nation is in the mess that it's in, read the first chapter of the book of Romans. That is why we did not want to retain God in our knowledge. And God has turned us over to a reprobate mind. Spiritual blindness. But I'm here to tell you something today, church. Jesus said that He came for the recovering of sight to the blind. Glory to God. I'm trying to tell you something today, church. You don't have a problem 
If you've got Jesus Christ, you've got the solution. Glory to God. And Jesus stands there that day in front of this man who was born blind. All he had ever seen was darkness. Had you looked at him, I don't know, his eyes were milky if he even had any eyes. And Jesus spit on the ground and made two little mud pies and anointed his eyes with that clay. Now my question is, why would he do that? Couldn't Jesus have just spoken the word and, oh yeah. He spoke the word at the very dawn of time and worlds appeared. But why did he spit on the ground and make that clay and then place it on his eyes? That spit mixed with the clay was a type of the incarnation. It was a type of God becoming man. God taking upon himself human flesh, becoming a human being, and then applying it to the eyes. It was applied to the problem. You see, I'm just trying to tell you something today. The solution to your problem, whatever it may be, is Jesus Christ. If you'll just apply it. And then he tells this man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is interpreted sent. Now what is that? When somebody tells you something, and then you set out to do it, that's evidence that you had faith in what they said. And this man did what Jesus told him to do. He went to the pool of Siloam, which is interpreted sent. In other words, he put his faith in the one who was sent. And he washed, and he came seeing. Glory to God. He washed, and he came seeing. How many of you today are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? Glory to God. And He opened up your understanding of spiritual things. Before you got saved, you couldn't understand why them people get up early on Sunday morning and go to church and, and, and why they want to just freely put money in an offering plate. That, that's just stupid. That just don't make no sense to me. And these people wanting to go to church all the time and, and, and they don't go to the clubs and they don't do this and, they, and you just don't understand. But now that you're saved, you understand why. Some of you, you can't wait to get to church. Glory to God. Because there's been a change in your life. Your spiritual eyes have been opened. And this man comes back seeing. And his neighbors, is that the same man that was sitting outside? It looks like him. He looks different now. What, what's different about him? That can't be him. He was blind. Now he's, now he's seeing. What, what in the world has happened to you? And the man tells him, 
a man named Jesus spit on the ground and made some clay pies and put them on my eyes and told me to go wash in the pool of Siloam and I did what he said and now I can see. Word gets around. Those Pharisees and those Jews that got upset earlier in my message that I was telling you about, word gets back to them. They called a man and they asked him, We understand that you were born blind. How is it now that you're seeing? And he tells them the story about how Jesus had had done this thing. Oh, he's healed on the Sabbath day. He's a sinner. Let me tell you something. There's no worse blindness than those who are religious. They're blinded by their traditions and the way things have always been. And they ask him, what do you think of this man, Jesus? We believe him to be a sinner because he's healed on the Sabbath day. But what do you say? What do you think? The man said, I don't know what to think. But this one thing I know. Whereas I was blind, now I see. And Jesus came to recover sight to the blind, the spiritually blind. But it's only for those who believe. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.